0: everyone, I'm T.D. Worthington, pastor of the Pathway Baptist Church in Goldsboro, North Carolina, and this is Pathlight. And we're so glad indeed to have you as a part of our program today. Appreciate so very much you being with us. Well, for many of you listening to the program, we have just uh, entered uh, the holiday season, Thanksgiving, of course, this past week. Uh, Here again, if you're listening to this as it... uh, As it is being recorded, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving time with your family and friends. And Entering in now this, uh, what many people consider to be the most joyous season of the entire year, the Christmas season. Again, we're so glad to have you tuned in to today's program. And in reality, we're going to be sharing with you a message a little bit about Thanksgiving today. And it's uh, it's a message entitled, Christian Give Than to Receive. And probably over this uh, next uh, few weeks, you'll be doing a lot of giving and probably a lot of receiving. And we want to take a look at it today to make sure we keep our focus as it should be as we talk about giving, as we talk about giving and receiving. Again, thank you so much for tuning in today to the broadcast. Just before we get around to our musical selection today, though, though I do want to mention to you Christian Bible College, if you're interested in beginning or continuing your college-level theological training christian bible college can be a big help since 1980 cbc has been helping men and women literally around the world get their college level theological uh, diploma or degree uh, whether it's an associate's degree or bachelor's master's right on up to a phd level we have a lot of Christian school teachers taking our courses now on Christian education to help them get their degree as some states around our country are requiring more and more educational credentials even for private Christian schools and often we've been we've been able to help with that if you'd like more information check out the website Christian Bible College dot o-r-g and uh, or you can call the telephone numbers there on the web page i suggest you check, check out the web page for us here you look at the various courses that we offer the degrees that, that are offered through christian bible college and here again hopefully there'll be something there that uh, just might peak uh, just might pique your attention it might be something that you're interested in once again in just a moment we're getting around to our study on the word of god It's called christian Generosity, but just before we get around to today's message, I have a musical selection coming your way from uh, from Ivan Parker.
1: There on a rugged hillside, darkness covered the land. Jesus hung bleeding and dying for the lost souls of man. He could have called ten thousand angels to take him away from the shame. Oh, but I am so thankful. For His grace reached to me the day love called my name. When Jesus died, what sacrifice, what love and compassion was shown. When He stretched out His hands and said, I love you this much. Such mercy has never been known, and when. Understand why he cares so much to die upon that old tree. He took my sin and all I had been and made my life over the new. There at the cross, his love called to me. Now the same love is calling to you. You ask me what love is. It's a man hanging on.
0: Ivan Parker and Love called my name again. Thank you for tuning in to our Pathlight uh, Pathlight program. Today we're talking on the subject of Christian generosity, and I read a verse of scripture to you a few moments ago from Acts chapter twenty, verse number thirty-five, where it says, "It's more blessed to give than to receive." It's more blessed to give. Than to receive. Uh, these words of Jesus are, I suppose, some of the most uh, quoted books, uh, uh, quoted words in the Bible, some of the most famous words in the Bible, because we hear it over and over again, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And often we remind ourselves, and as parents, we remind our children of this fact at the uh, during the Christmas season, during the holiday season that hey, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And certainly that is truth that we do not deny that. They celebrate the goodness. They celebrate the blessing of generosity. But we also need to remember during this Thanksgiving season, during this Christmas season, that the Christian virtue of generosity first involves receiving. You can't give what you don't have. It may be more blessed to give than to receive, but you've got to receive first, in order to be able to be able to give you can't give what you don't have we might also need to be reminded that both receiving and giving can be corrupted you can corrupt giving and you can corrupt receiving so the first point i'd like to share today in this regard is that generosity begins initially with the receiving but it's not just any kind of receiving but a particular and peculiar kind of receiving. We can grasp this as we consider the difference between receiving and taking. In both cases, we end up with some good, but there's a difference between gratefully receiving the good and sinfully seizing the good. Uh, we often think about that in terms of government that we are supposed to help the poor. We know that, but that is more of a message for the individual and a message for the church than it is for the government. For me to help a poor person or for our church to specifically vote to help someone in need, that's one thing. That's us cheerfully giving, saying, hey, here's, here's 20 bucks, uh, put this in the plate to help out this brother, put this to, to help this brother, or someone has a need, say, here, here, here's, here's some money, I want you to take this, I feel led to give this to you. That is me giving. When government does it, they first have to confiscate it, often by force, from people that that's that's not uh, that that's not uh, uh, the giving that we're talking about when someone seizes me or threatens me with going to prison if I don't pay taxes to help poor people that's not cheerfully giving and the Bible does not require us to do that certainly we are required to pay taxes but I'm saying that is not generosity It's not generosity. Uh, You know, in in one sense, someone said, well, Christianity is just like government. We're supposed to uh, help people. We're supposed to share things. I understand that. But there's a big difference in saying what I have is yours than someone saying what you have is mine. Uh, there's, There's a world of difference in that of me voluntarily giving and someone seizing what I have to give it to someone else. Now, as I say, in both cases, some good may be done, but there's a tremendous difference in me giving you something and someone seizing something from me to give to you. Thus, one of Paul's many exhortations of generosity begins with this, let him that stole steal no more, because there's a lot of giving that first begins by someone stealing. And that's in Ephesians 4.28, let him that stole steal no more. So I can't, uh, f- for an example, if I want to help a poor person, I can't steal from you in order to help the poor person. The methods of Robin Hood might have made uh, a great story, a great movie, or whatever the case might be. But uh, uh, they may have been popular to the poor people, but they were certainly not scriptural. You just You just don't do that. Of course, there are many kinds of theft. The obvious kind involves plundering your neighbor's goods. But, uh, you know, we can also steal from God when we refuse to receive his gifts with gratitude, but instead act as though the things we have are ours by birthright or, or us earning them in some fashion or form. We rob him of his rightful glory as the giver. So Paul could rebuke the Corinthians by saying, what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now, if thou didst receive it, why didst thou glory? And if thou hadst not, uh, as if thou hadst not received it, he says in 1 Corinthians 4, 7, what he's really saying here is, what is it that you have? What is it that you have that was not given to you by God? the money in your bank account was given to you by God. The clothes on your back was given to you by God. So what is it? He says, I'm curious. Would you please tell me what is it that you have that was not given to you by God? And of course the answer is, is nothing. So if you don't have anything, but what you've not first received, how can you glory in the fact that you received it? You can give God the glory. That's so the first step toward Christian generosity is to receive what God has supplied but you do it with deep and heartfelt gratitude and thanksgiving and that's part of the things we talk about during this season of the year. The second thing I'd like to mention is this. It's not enough to merely be grateful for receiving. Grateful receiving or grateful reception can quickly turn into ill-keeping or ill-giving. Here we consider the difference between sharing and wasting, between well-giving and ill-giving. James chapter 4 and verse number 3 warns of the danger of asking God for blessing with the wrong motives. James puts it this way, ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust." Desiring wealth in order to sa- selfishly spend it on our own passions, to selfishly spend it on our own uh, passions and on, on our own selves is wasteful. God loves a cheerful giver, but not an indulgent squanderer. You ought to be careful with your money. You shouldn't just throw it away, but you shouldn't squander it either. Desiring wealth in order to just hoard on to it or to spend it selfishly upon yourself is not scriptural. Wealth is a gift from God for the sake of his mission. God gives you and I wealth for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of his mission. Now, part of that is to care for my family, to meet my need. I understand that. God wants us to do that. He that doesn't look after his own, he's denied the faith. He's worse than an infidel. But he also gives that we might share with others. We use it for the kingdom. We provide for our own needs and for the needs of our family. But we use it to help out others. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter number 6. Can I read to you? Picking up in verse number 17 through 19. It says, charge them that are rich in this world. And most of us are compared to many people in the world. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Okay, so I learned that God gives me things so that I can enjoy it. Verse 18, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. So he says, God gives me riches in order that I might enjoy them, but he also gives me riches that I might utilize those riches to help others, that I'm ready to distribute, that I'm willing to give to a brother in need, that I'll be rich in good works and I'll do good. Verse 19 goes on to say, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Again, that's 1 Timothy 6 verses 17 through 19. So what he's acknowledging here is God gives me wealth, riches, in order that I might enjoy life and enjoy God's blessings, but also that I might do good and communicate to others in need. And in doing that, I lay up for myself riches in heaven. God has provided us with everything, 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 Uh, That we have and he's done that not just for one purpose, but for several purposes. First off, for our enjoyment. It's good for us to gladly receive what God supplies and enjoy it for his sake and for his glory. Uh, He gives it to us for our joy. Uh, hey this is nice I've I've got a little extra money in the in the pocket so I maybe take the kids out for pizza take the family out for pizza Uh, that's a good thing they'll enjoy that oh my goodness we might could even get a dessert stop by for ice cream or something later so God gives me so that we can enjoy it but secondly he provides that we might do good that our wealth might serve the joy of others so I look in my wallet and say, you know, I think we're going to take the kids out, the family out for pizza. Uh, you know, I tell you what, there's a family down the street that uh, good, some good friends of ours and they're having a tough time right now. Uh, I, th- I think I want to carry them out for pizza. Maybe they're not even having a good time, but you want to do it to be a blessing to them and to have fellowship. So we do that for the joy of others. But thirdly, God provides so that we would be rich in good works, not just rich in wealth, but rich in deeds of charity. And mercy. Yes, he meets our needs so that we can gladly meet the needs of others. But fourth, he also provides so that we would be generous and ready to share. You see, the real joy of giving is not just in giving, it is in the act itself, it's in the works that are associated with giving. That I call this family up or I drop by this family and say, hey, Sherry and I are going out to eat. Uh, Would you like to join us? Uh, We'd be glad to take you out. Our treat, we'd like to take you out. So I want to be a blessing. So the mere act of calling them or going to them or speaking to them is an act of good works. So that I can be generous to share the bounty God has has given to me. Now this readiness to share is crucial. And we we certainly emphasize that during this season of the year, that I need to be ready to share, open to the possibility at any given moment that God has given me a resource that he wants me to share. It might be money, it might be food, whatever it might be. Maybe it's the, 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 the ability of health to go out and help somebody do a job. But God has equipped me with resources and part of the reason he's done that is so I can share them. It challenges the greed in our hearts that might be there. When we have good gifts, our eyes are locked onto sometimes the gifts alone if we're not careful. Wow, I've got nice money and I've got a nice house and I've got a nice car. And, and although we can praise God for those things, if we have them, it's not to be locked onto those things. We want our eyes to be open looking around for opportunities to share what we've received. Is there an eager readiness to be generous in your heart right now? Or is there more of a selfish, miserly spirit in your heart right now? Christian generosity begins with grateful receiving and then moves on to ready giving. We receive in order to share. But but that isn't, that isn't when you stop and think about it at the end of the story. And during this Thanksgiving Christmas season, we need to remind ourselves of that, that we sometimes think that when God gives and I take what God has given me and I use it for the benefit of my family, to look after my family, and I also use it to share with others in need, we might think that once I do that, it terminates, it terminates the transaction. Okay, God, you gave, I shared, okay, that takes care of that. But it really, fact, that it's more blessed to give than to receive. us lose sight of the fact that it's more blessed to give than to receive. Receiving is a blessing. Receiving and then giving then is a greater blessing. If it's more blessed to give than to receive, that means receiving is a blessing. Thank God for, for receiving whether it's at the hand of God or at the hand of God through someone else, thank God that I'm receiving. But receiving and then giving is a greater blessing than receiving alone. But what is the blessing? Well, it could be a lot of things, but most assuredly, it includes a storing up, as we read a moment ago. Paul puts it clearly in First Timothy six, eighteen through 19, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may hold, lay hold on eternal life. What we're teaching here is in doing good and in being generous with God's provision, we are in that very act of giving storing up treasure for ourselves. Giving here and now stores up treasure for the future. That's that treasure in heaven that Jesus promises us and tells us about. So Christian generosity is not simply receiving in order to give, it's gratefully receiving in order to generously give in order then to gladly receive more in the future. In other words, there's a cycle that begins with God. God gives to me that I might share with others, that God may then bless me with more. Do you see what I'm saying? So, so, so that circle just keeps going. God says, I'm going to bless you. You bless others. I'll bless you with more. You bless others. I'll bless you with more. God says, Give, and it shall be given. Unto you, I remember years ago, a a fellow in our church and he he came to me as his pastor and he said, you know, pastor, you know, I I know we give and it shall be given unto us. But, uh, you know, I I have a question I'd like to ask you said, my dear mother was one of the most generous souls I've ever known and said, now she is in really pretty deep financial straits and said, we're helping her out and says, but, you know, I think all the people she helped over the years might be helping her out more financially according to that verse of scripture, but it doesn't seem to be working that way. I said, can you explain that to me? And I, I said, well, I'm not, I'm not sure I can explain. God is sovereign, but but I do have a couple of questions. Could I ask you? You said your mom was generous. I said, uh, uh, so so what did she do? He said, oh, whenever anyone had a need. I said she was quick. She, she'd bring food over. She said she was always one of the first to bring food. I said if someone needed a, a coat. I said she knitted people's sweaters and gloves and all kinds of things. And I said she was always, always doing that. I, I said, well, well, let me ask you something. Did she, did she give money? And he said, well, now, that's one thing mom wouldn't do. He said, she, she wouldn't turn loose a dollar. He said, he said she, she'd uh, give somebody a meal or she'd help, help in a multitude of different ways. She comforted the sick, but said, she uh, she would not. She was tight with her money. He said, that, that's, that's one thing I'd say about mom. I said, well, well can I ask you something? It, d- does your mom have plenty of food? He said, oh, oh, yeah, she's got plenty of food. said, people bring her over food all the time. I said, does she have plenty of clothes? He said, oh, yeah, she's got a closet full of clothes, and some of she'll probably never wear. I said, well, do neighbors visit her and friends visit her? He said, oh, yeah, I said, there's folks there all the time coming by to see her. He said, it's just the money thing. I, and I brought back up that scripture. I said, you know, the scripture says, give, and it shall be given unto you. I don't want to carry this thing too far. I don't want to stretch this thing out of shape. But I says, if I take that literally, that says you give food, you get food. You give clothing, you get clothing. You give courtesy, hospitality, you'll get it. You give money, you'll get that. Now, look, I don't want to stretch that thing out of proportion, but I have seen that acted out many times in life, where you do give and you will get what you give. That's why I've tried to encourage Sherry and I in our giving that we give in a multitude of different ways. We have given food, we've given clothing, we try to visit and give encouragement, but we also try to give financially. Because I believe there's a time I want that returned unto me that I might need that in my life. And I I might say, well gee, I I, I don't need food, I don't need a coat, I need money, I can't pay the light bill. I, I want to know that I've given now I'm not laying some hard fast rule here, but I do believe in give and it shall be given unto you. That's why I believe I believe your giving ought to be balanced out in your life. Our hope is ultimately in God. What we take hold of is not the fleeting pleasures of this life, but the eternal pleasures of life to come that I want to have an abundant life in the here and now, but I want to have eternal life through Jesus Christ in the world to come. So I ask you, we want to take hold of true life, and we do that when we loosen our hold on the temporary goods of this life. This is Christian generosity, which in turn promotes a healthy spirit of thanksgiving. With that, I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. We really appreciate you being with us, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's Pathlight programs. If our program is a blessing to you, we'd enjoy hearing from you. And I'd like to remind you that this program is available on the Facebook site of Go Mix Christian Radio. And on the Facebook site of Christian Bible College and Pathway Christian Academy, you can find the podcast. There's a Pathlight podcast that's available where not only will you find today's program, but you'll find an archive of many of the programs we've had over the year. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Until next time, this is T.D. Worthington saying, May God richly bless you is my prayer. I hope you have had a happy Thanksgiving and have a joyous holiday season.